0: hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the 306 fantasy football podcast uh we're here recording for our wednesday february 16th drop episode number 41 and uh we're gonna have a short sweet one here it's doing a little bit of reflection after uh after super bowl a little post super bowl action so uh before we get into a a fun weekend here we'll uh we'll we'll say hello to the fellas and then we'll we'll kickstart this episode so uh well first off we'll go to Zach. I've seen Armand all weekend, so we'll see hello to Zach and see what's keeping <laughs> busy here.
1: Yeah. Um this is the last week before before winter break for us, uh for us teachers and students. And um I don't think he come a, a moment too soon. Um I'm not sure who's uh in need of a break more at this point in time. The uh the kids are the teachers. It's been it's been a heck of a ride and uh can't wait to have next week off.
0: Yeah, I can. Uh, I can piggyback on that big time. I took actually the Monday off. I booked it off like three weeks ago. The Monday after the Super Bowl, so I was like, just wake up, drink coffee, relax on the couch. I had a couple buddies over here to, to watch the Super Bowl too, so gotta hang on and visit them. But this uh, this is gonna be a grind. We got to work late with interviews and stuff this week, so it's gonna be a long week to get to the break, but uh, well deserved when we get there finally. Armin i mean i saw you all weekend we had a good time there sunday but uh what's keeping you busy
2: hey you know uh we had a uh a long week at the high school last week with interviews so i'm done interviews i can coast through this last week before the break here um and enjoy it rather than having to stress about talking to parents so um good luck jordan with those interviews i hope uh hope they go well for you because, you know, you never know sometimes. Um, but uh, yeah, the Super Bowl party was a great time. I didn't take the day off afterwards, but, uh, you know, I uh, I decided I, I wanted to work on Monday and, and talk to everyone at school, get their impression on the Super Bowl. And there's a lot of people raving about it. And then I saw a few of the guys from our school that came out to our our party at rock trout and they were just telling me how great of a time they had at it that they really enjoyed it and they wanted to come back next year so it's positive to get those reviews right away and and know that uh we were able to host something that was uh that was a good quality entertainment and uh hopefully we can do it again next year eh
0: yeah we uh, that was one thing that we wanted to talk about was the was the super bowl party so first of all big thanks to uh rock trout events for being able to put this event on and and we kind of throwing our name in there and letting us kind of do our thing while we were there. And it was, it was a huge success. We had 52 people um, was kind of the the total. So was kind of right in the wheelhouse. We were, we were hoping anywhere above 30 was going to be good. And we figured a more than 75 was going to be chaos. So 52 is pretty good number, especially for the nice little venue we had there. Um, Lots of great food. Uh, They took care of the food there um, between rock trout events there and uh, they did, they did a great job. The lots of people came in uh obviously wanting to watch the super bowl but having good food uh lots of people there and then obviously with the uh the raffle and 50 50s everything we got to do on top of that so just while we have a second here i do want to say a big thank you to all the different companies and organizations that kind of helped make this possible so obviously big uh big shout out to to rock trout cafe or rock trout events uh for being able to have us there and putting on the event at their center uh thank you to bolt supply house prince albert for a donation of a raffle prize, uh, as well as Source of Sports Prince Albert, Fresh Air Experience Prince, Prince Albert, uh, Paul uh, Landscaping and Sprinklers, and uh, as well thanking uh, Cook Golf Course and Darcy's Pro Shop. Uh, between those companies and organizations, by making the donations of the raffles and the door prizes, um, it made the event a huge success and people were pretty excited about the awesome products that they had, so a big shout out to them and making this possible and obviously, we're all on board for making this happen for kids sports. So that was our charity of the year. This is our last event of the year. So we wanted to make it a good one. And and I really enjoyed myself. It was uh it was a great event center, great food, and uh <laughs> and I got the uh I got the conclusion of the Super Bowl I wanted. So it just made everything a little bit uh, more tastier for me. So um, but yeah, the events that that's was I would say huge success and something that I, I'm definitely looking forward to doing again next year. That was that was everybody's kind of reaction was oh this is awesome we should we should be doing more stuff like this this event center is awesome uh, we look forward to this already next year and said well too bad you're in 364 more days to get this <laughs> going
2: again but yeah, it was it was a blast hey that Rock trout is uh, it's a neat little place it's it's beautiful it's great like they said they host uh, weddings there. Um, I don't know if it's just the rehearsal dinner or the ceremony or the, the ceremony, the reception afterwards, but either. All right. If you have a small wedding, um, a bunch of other things, birthday parties and, uh, corporate parties and Christmas parties and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, like it's awesome. I th- I'm thinking of like mentioning it to my rugby team and saying, Hey guys, like after games, maybe we should be, be renting out rock trout and taking the team down there for a few drinks and, and some food after games. That was exactly what my
0: cross team had a couple of guys from the cross team there too. And they said the exact same thing. They're like, Oh man, this, this venue is awesome. It'd be perfect for us. I was like, ah, well, let's get the wheel rolling here. Let's, let's get it going. So that was yeah. great. Uh, speaking of which we had, um, obviously with the raffles going on, we had some jerseys available at the raffle tables, which was awesome. We have jerseys up for grabs with the, uh, charity bracket challenge, which came to a conclusion, obviously, after the Super Bowl, as well as our Super Bowl prop bets, which was, uh, a huge success as well obviously all the pros he's going to uh kids sport charity of the year as well too so uh with the bracket challenge robbie needed the rams to win joey needed the Bengals to win uh rams won so robbie ends up taking first place there uh joey got second place so robbie ends up taking home uh he ended up taking the miles gaskins jersey uh joey ended up taking the lev bell jersey and then fourth or third place was up for grabs um there's a few different scenarios a few different people can win uh, with the Rams winning, it was up to myself to win or Avery Laguerre. It was just a matter of who had the score. Avery picked 50 total points, and I had 45, uh, so a total 40, uh, 43 point total, and uh, it in my favor. So I ended up getting third place, and I got to uh, I got the Jared Cook jersey. So a uh, little feather in my cap. There was pretty pumped to take that jersey home. And then in the Super Bowl prop bets, we had a huge, uh, huge involvement in that one too. And uh, with 20 total points, Tyler Schlickemeyer. Ends up winning that one in a tiebreaker with Robbie Gates. Again, Robbie's got his, his hands all up in all the jerseys this uh this uh, <laughs> Super Bowl season. So Tyler chose to take the uh the helmet, uh signing Mark Andrews helmet. Robbie took the Clyde Edwards Alaire jersey, and they're both tied at 20, but Tyler won with the closest score to the uh closest final score. And then uh there was a tie for third place, uh, and Joel Thiessen ends up taking that one. Um uh, we had John Germs was tied and just got uh, beat by the final total score as well, too. So our three winners there, congratulations to them. And uh, Robbie Gates will have a have a day. He ends up winning the <laughs> Miles Gaskins jersey. Then he ends up winning the Clyde Ritalair jersey. And in the raffle, he ends up winning the signed Claypool jersey, too. So he, he's like, yeah, I got a brand new house. I'm going to be filling my brand new house in these all three jerseys here. So he's having a day. I think he ended up winning in and the Sorcerer sports package too. So, said, so, "Oh man, everything's coming up." Robbie Gates on Super Bowl Sunday. He's a Von yeah, Miller no, fan, no, no, too. so he was really pumped that the Rams won there too for another <laughs> ring for Von Miller.
2: You know, uh, after meeting him this weekend, you know, I'm I'm pumped for him. He's a great guy, and uh, I'm I'm happy that he he cleaned up there with all those jerseys. He he definitely deserves them with being such a such a good guy, and he was helping us out at the the event as well. So you know gotta gotta give props to robbie there yeah he's a
0: he's a huge supporter of the podcast since day one he was one of the first couple when we were dropping it he'd be giving us little feedbacks and tidbits and recommendations and sending us screenshots of his d f s in the playoffs and wanting to compete with us and he's a he's a he's a big big supporter of the pod, so it was awesome to see somebody that supports us year in year out get uh get some get some awesome prizes
2: also uh our fifty fifty winner we gotta kind of give a shout yeah. out to him eh yeah, um,
0: Tar- uh, sorry, Terras. he's the president of the PA Minor Football. Um, he dropped in to watch the game and um, I had the same thing, kind of just heard about it through, through the grapevine, dropped in to watch the game. He ends up winning the 50-50, and the 50-50 total was $500. So he was going to take home 250 bucks, which would have been awesome, uh, but he ended up uh, donating half the money back to Kids Sport as well too, Uh, obviously with being the president of PA minor football and the uh, river riders program, a lot of uh, kids sport foundation money goes to support um, those PA minor football players that can't afford or don't have the opportunities to play. Uh, So he was really excited to see that it was kids sport and obviously a huge, generous uh, donation from him to donate half the proceeds back as well too. So uh, kind of a, kind of a neat little way to, to end the evening there. And And obviously that was, uh, that was a really, really generous, uh, generous opportunity and situation for him to be able to not only enjoy the event, uh, win some money, but then also give money back. That's going to go directly to support some of the kids within his minor football program. So it was, it was pretty awesome to see. I almost forgot about that Armin. thanks.
2: (laughs) Hey, no, no doubt, man. Gotta, gotta show love to the guys who, uh, to, who are very charitable and, and giving people, right. Uh, you know, he, he sees it with his own kids, and he uh, he helps out, and he gives to that program, and uh, he just showed it again by by donating back to, to Kids Sport with uh, with his winnings. Absolutely.
0: So a little bit of insiders and headliners here. Not much to talk about. We'll go through the NFL Season Awards as well. Uh, some, some I think this year, I think, it was more chalked than anything. I think the writing was on the wall for a lot of these. But uh, a, few, a few pieces to talk about. Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, suffered a torn ACL. Early in the Super Bowl, there. If you're watching that, you would have seen that happen. Uh, this is unfortunate news for him as he would have been a free agent this upcoming offseason and is going to be missing uh, a good chunk of time of the upcoming season next year, recuperating from this torn ACL. It's the same ACL he tore, uh, was it in 2018? If I am correct, I can't remember off the top of my head, but um, as a free agent now with this injury, it's going to make things a little bit different. But I think they're running the walls that probably going to stick around and uh, hang hang around and with the Rams who you think they're arming or what?
2: You know, I, I was kind of thinking about that. And even before he, he went down, I was talking to, um, either Robbie or Connor Fox there. And we were talking about like Robert Woods, we looked up, I think is, uh, his contract is up at the end of the year. And we were thinking, you know, maybe with OBJ's rapport with, uh, with, uh, uh Stafford, um This year and how he caught on fire once he came there, that maybe they they look at uh, letting Woods rock, walk and and try and pick up OBJ cheap again for for a year or two. Well, yeah, especially Woods coming off the injury himself too. He's probably going to be
0: back sooner than OBJ, but very similar situation. You're a little bit older wide receiver going into your free agent period and the torn ACL. It's it's tough. But what do you think, Zach? Do you think uh, OBJ coming off this injury is going to resign with? Uh, with the Rams, or or do you think he he's going to take a lesser contract through free agency?
1: Now I saw something interesting. Um, I think it was maybe Sunday night, but most likely yesterday, and there is a little bit of speculation that he might just call it a career at this point. Um, I believe the the article said that this would be his second ACL surgery in either of the last two or three seasons yeah the same um, too. so it's not getting easier to come back i would at least i would assume it's not easier to come back from your second acl surgery um he doesn't have anything more to prove he's been an all pro he's been a pro bowler um and now he's a super bowl champion um it wouldn't be surprising i don't think if he if he hung it up there's certainly been more surprising retirements but um something that's not out of the realm of possibility. But I do think if he does return, I wouldn't be shocked if he signed back with the Rams. Uh, Everything in the days leading up to the Super Bowl made it sound like he's really enjoyed his time in LA and that he feels valued and that he feels appreciated and that he knows he's in a really good system where he doesn't necessarily have to be the, the alpha. He can be that second or third fiddle in a very potent offense and he
0: was coming out swinging in that first half man he looked like he was going to be putting up three tutties there i think he was two for three for 52 yards and a score and then uh ends up going down with that non-contact injury so unfortunately ending his super bowl a bit early but was uh was a definitely an instrumental piece to that offense making the super bowl and and having the having the success they did down the stretch um yeah
2: he can he can definitely uh Hing his hat on that performance and and even though he didn't finish the game he he made an impact we saw how close that game was in the end and you know without his touchdown you know maybe the Rams don't win so he 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 changed that game definitely and he helped help the Rams win yeah I agree
0: now this one's an interesting one because we've seen some murmurs or speculations that obviously Indianapolis was not happy with Carson Wentz um now the way the season ended, I think that's uh, rightfully so. But we didn't think that this was a possibility just based off of what they gave up and what the contract they had. But it's looking like Carson Wentz will not be in Indianapolis next year. And funny talking about Connor Fox there. He uh, he was one of the guys that joined us the, during the Super Bowl event. There, he's in Indianapolis. Fan, so We were we were throwing some shade at him at that uh, deal they end up getting for for Wentz with these speculations coming out there during Super Bowl Sunday. But. Um, It looks like he's either be dealt or or cut. But if they do cut him, um, it would end up saving them a thirteen point three million dead cap. Uh, It's still fifteen million guaranteed, but the remaining thirteen point three they would end up saving if they cut him beforehand. Now, in a situation, that's what we talked about on Sunday. Yeah, you can be pissed off at Carson Wentz, you can be upset with his production, but what is there to gain from cutting him? Like, who who are you going to get that's going to better than Carson Wentz? I mean, Carson Wentz is not a Hall of Fame quarterback by any means, but I would definitely consider very middle of the pack for the NFL at this point. And teams that are, are starving to get good quarterbacks, it's going to be a pretty hefty market and you're going to have to pay a ton to get somebody or I think you're going to be getting somebody that's very similar quarterback style. So uh, what is, is this a smart move or is this, is this thinking with your head or thinking with your heart here if you're an Indianapolis fan?
1: It's uh it's really interesting. You nailed it on the head there. Like even if they do get rid of Wentz and they do save that money, um, like look at what they can acquire and look at who they can acquire. Um, these these big name quarterbacks, they want to leave their their current teams and their current markets. Um, at least in the case of Russell Wilson for a bigger media market. And uh it's not like Indianapolis is you know, New York or Miami. So that kind of takes that off the table. And then like, who can you get in a trade without really giving up the farm? Like do you go and get Jimmy G like that's no better. It's no worse, but it's no better.
0: Do you see that the commanders were saying that's the first time I've called on that, by the way, did you see that the commanders were saying that they're willing to give up their 11th round pick or their 11th overall pick to get them to get Wentz to get
1: Jimmy G. Really, oh, I, I think the article that I saw said that it was like within the realm of possibility. Yeah. I think it was like an outside
2: perspective. Oh, they should just try Fitz magic again. <laughs> round, round well, that, two. Just, yeah.
1: that just goes to show, you know, like when you have the opportunity to draft a a stud quarterback, it's so detrimental to pass that up. And then when you do have that opportunity, it's so important to hit on that quarterback. Um, look at, you know, look at Denver, right? Last year they had the chance at Fields and they had the chance at Jones and they passed on both of them for um, Sertain.
0: Yeah, Sertain passed. Uh, uh,
1: Sertain's a good corner. He had a decent rookie year. I think he dealt with some injuries, I believe.
0: Yeah, I tore his ACL a week eight, I think.
1: Um, but now they're in, the, in a position where they, they may have to mortgage their team, give up some assets to go get Rodgers. Maybe, right? Maybe you don't get Rodgers and maybe you're looking at Teddy Two Gloves and Drew Locke or Winston or somebody, right? Like, Wentz. Yeah you, you know, maybe, yeah, you put him in there and really it's the lesser of four evils. San Francisco
0: really, uh, really helped themselves quite a bit. They're talking about Jimmy G with that playoff run. Not, not that Jimmy G put the team on the back by any means, but you can say, hey, look, we were successful with the quarterback we had. Maybe the, maybe the trade market's gonna be a little bit more uh, hefty for him than it was looking at week fourteen when they're looking at possibly a quarterback change because of injury and stuff like that. So they're trying to assets, well, rec- like- I think, for trying to get that pick, but. They give, it's actually it's so funny you know we're looking at it, it's mock draft season obviously and everybody on twitter is being mocked drafts for their for their rookies and blah 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 and going into this was like oh there's no qbs there's no qbs there they're very subpar qbs but all of a sudden everybody's mock drafts has like five or six quarterbacks going in the first round it's like where did this come from but at the, at the end of the day if you have a shot at a at a young rookie quarterback that can make an impact you take that shot but it's uh it's not gonna be like the last couple of years where you see three, three quarterbacks in the first five picks, but it still looks like there might be a lot of change, a possible change, I guess, with, uh, with rookie quarterbacks coming in as well. But, we I will we'll call the draft class isn't as as star studded at the QB position as it was the previous season.
1: What might be interesting is so the, the whole idea with the rookie quarterback is they really have value because you have them under control for five years, provided you pick up their first round option which most good first-round quarterbacks get.
0: Yeah, throwing shade at Sam Darnold there.
1: Yeah, or like Haskins or, you know, some of the guys that I've drafted in different dynasty leagues, Rosen. <laughs> so most of them, they'll get their option picked up. And usually um, at the back, at the end of the first round, you have the teams that passed on quarterbacks at the beginning of the draft, trying to trade from the early first, sorry, in the, of the early second, trying to trade into the late first just to get that extra year of control with the fifth year option. I think there's a real possibility this year that we could see a lot of action at the back part of the draft where these teams that, you know, maybe Detroit, for example, sitting there at, at what number two number three
0: yeah they're a number two and 32
1: right so they don't feel comfortable at number two pulling the trigger on like a, a Sam Howell or a Matt Carroll or a Kenny Pickett um, but maybe at say 26 they might be and they trade that 31st pick plus something to move into the last bit of the first to get that extra year of control And
0: like Willis or something like that if he slides. Exactly.
1: So I think it could be a real hot market there, maybe more so than than usual. Because usually there's like one quarterback that kind of slides. Think of like Lamar Jackson slid a little bit and uh, the Ravens moved in to get him. So I could see there being a similar situation this year where maybe more than one quarterback is in that position this year.
0: I'm, uh, I'm interested in this, you know, the, the draft is one of my favorite days. I just, I just love the NFL draft and the time leading up to it so much. And Armin and I, I think we, we've we've birthed a, uh, we've birthed a upcoming uh, tradition now. I think we're going to have to get together and sit on the deck and watch if the weather's nice enough. I think we'll have to do that every time. Maybe shout out yeah. to Rock Trout Event Center. Might have to round two <laughs> there during the NFL draft. But it's just there's so much excitement that goes on. There's all the speculation. And then it's that small gap of time where it's like, okay, the NFL seasons around the corner you know it just it kind of gives that little taste before before we come back around and there's going to be a lot of speculation especially with like we mentioned the quarterback carousel it might be happening along with this these uh, these picks that are very likely to be traded in the in the back end of the first it's it's going to be a lot of fun I think one team that's speaking of at the draft if they don't go all in on an offensive line here like you think they're regretting not draining penny Sewell like I guess jamar Chase had arguably one of the best seasons you could possibly have as a rookie, but uh, almost a record setting 70 times in 21 games. The third most in NFL history was Joe Burrow sacked. You think they regret it or do you think they're, they're sitting comfortable with Jamar Chase?
1: I think they are. I think they're sitting, they're happy with their decision. I think Um, record-breaking rookie season for Chase, Uh, like actual BFF with the quarterback. I read on Twitter the other day that Chase was going around Burroughs block offering offering cash to buy buy people's houses. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So like these guys are our best buds. Um, you know, you keep your quarterback happy. Maybe he's a a lifer with the Bengals and he doesn't try to go somewhere else because Cincinnati is definitely not a big market by any means. Um, but it was funny at the time of the draft. There was there's a meme going around of uh, Burrow being protected by Sewell and throwing to a receiver, and the receiver was called literally anybody. Yeah. And then there was underneath it was the same picture, but Burrow was getting sacked.
0: And our chase is like twenty the, yards downfield, and the ball exactly.
1: Are... <laughs> yeah. And the yeah. the offensive lineman was called literally anybody. Um, that that piece of art came to life on Sunday. Um, there's pictures circulating around the internet of Jamar Chase being wide ass open on that last play of the Super Bowl, like dusting Jalen Ramsey wide open and Burroughs underhanding the ball to Pierre Ryan or somebody as he's getting sacked for like the seventh time. Yeah, and night. how does
0: Pierre Ryan not lay out for that ball too, by the way? That drove me nuts. I was happy
1: with the outcome, but still. I thought he had it. Like I was like, Oh, okay. Game over. And then it was for a second and I'm like, Oh, maybe all games over.
0: I, I think I had the highest vertical of my entire life. <laughs> I jumped I, so high, nearly hit myself in the face. I think I was so excited.
1: The basketball coaches at the comp are fine. Like, ah, oh, there he is. There it is. Unleashing, uh, unleashing it all.
0: 27 years old and 50 pounds overweight, but now he's jumping <laughs> the highest he's ever jumped in his life. Yeah. You <laughs> know, well, well, Aaron Donald. Okay, so let's get through be, some of these awards here a little bit and then we'll get into the recap. We started, dive, we started dabbling a little bit into the game here. So we'll go through these and then we'll start talking about the, the Super Bowl. Aaron Rodgers wins fourth NFL MVP going back to back. Jamar Chase wins offensive rookie of the year. No surprise. Uh, Mika Parsons wins Defensive Rookie of the Year, no surprise. Cooper Cup Offensive Player of the Year, no surprise. T.J. Watt Defensive Player of the Year finally gets the monkey off his back. I think with breaking that sack record, I think that well the writing was on the wall there. Joe Burrow Comeback Player of the Year, well deserved, and then Mike Vrabel Coach of the Year. Any of these, you guys, would consider a surprise, or was, or do you think this is pretty, uh, pretty standard? I think for for most consensus.
2: The one I'm thinking of, I think Zach wants to take a hit at it. Oh, I was laughing so hard, Zach. That was so classic.
1: Well, I got two that kind of stand out. Like, I'll leave the MVP one for for a second. But uh, I think one that you could argue, at least, would be the comeback player of the year, uh, Joel Burrow. Very deserving. uh, Great second season. But how do you not look at a, a Whitworth starting left tackle for the LA Rams. He is, I think like four, he's now the oldest active NFL player. He's like 41 or something stupid like that. The man looks like he's father time without a helmet on yeah. uh, <laughs> playing one of, if not the most physical positions um, in the sport uh, coming back from an ACL himself. Um, I think that one would be, you can make an easy argument, but what's going against them is I've never seen a, you know, a playing card, a football card with actual lineman stats on it. Right. Yeah. I think the stats are what's sexy. That's what put Burrow in the spotlight. Uh, I'll As say, compared uh, to somebody's old uncle Whitworth.
0: Yeah. I'll say a nice secondary award though. He did win the Walter Payton man of the year. So we'll yeah. give, give him that much at least.
1: Yeah. And I think, it always sounds like that that award within the NFL is almost second to none. Um, it's regarded with quite high esteem, I believe, within the NFL community. Yeah, yeah.
0: And then let's uh, let's hear what you have to say about uh, TB12. Let's hear. Oh it. yeah. So like, it.
1: obviously, um, numbers don't lie, and uh, yeah. if you just look at like the the obvious numbers that anybody can pull up on a computer. Uh, Brady had 1,300 more yards than uh, Aaron Rodgers. Also, six more uh, touchdowns than Rodgers. Um, You know, maybe you can make the argument, oh, well, Rodgers played fewer games. Well, those were self-inflicted, missed games. Um, (laughs) Play stupid prizes, or play stupid games, you get stupid prizes. And that's what Rodgers did by uh, being... Not vaccinated, but being, what was the word that he used in the press conference? Immunized. Yeah, yeah. by being immunized, yes. So, play stupid games, you get stupid prizes, and that's what he did. (laughs) Apparently,
0: apparently you get an MVP, I
1: guess. Yeah, yeah. and then you you show up to the awards banquet looking like the slimiest used car salesman I have ever seen.
0: I laughed so hard. I saw the meme. It was... uh, the of michael scott shaking the hand with his previous boss i mean this looks like <laughs> super stunned with his long hair and then they put the picture of aaron Rodgers getting the award right underneath i was like oh man i lost so hard at that <laughs> this, i was like this this could be more bang on
1: yeah like if if i was at a car dealership and that man walked towards me i'd be we're out we're going
0: yeah. No, thank you. We're uh, we'll take car 1999 off someplace else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He'll be, he'll silly the transmission rate right out of the bottom of it. Um, okay. Let's get into the good stuff here with the super bowl. What's the, what's the big takeaway from this one? Because it's, I always, my, my old saying is I don't like to bet for the under cause I want an exciting football game, but this game hits the under the 48 and the, 48.5 was the over under. It hits the under at 43 total points. Um, but I, I personally, it might just be a bias because I was invested in this game a lot. But I, I thought this was a fantastic football game. I, I don't know if you guys agree with me or not, or is it just a fact that maybe I had a little bit more of a personal connection to it? But the one thing I did hear from a lot of people too was you just didn't want either team to lose. And, and it hasn't been like that for a long time. There's always the group people are like, oh, you know, screw the Patriots. Screw Tom Brady. Oh, you know what? Uh, Patrick Mahomes no don't like Kansas City they're too good you know like there's that narrative of people are cheering against the team And I think this is the first time in a long time at least that I can't remember where it's like you know what either team I'd be happy with I don't really want to see either team you know I feel bad for Burrow and you know obviously Stafford lost you would have felt bad for for him with the changeover and the team and the organization Sean McVay whatever but I don't know what, what, what are your guys some of your guys' thoughts here?
2: You know I I'm like you I wanted both teams to win and Um, overall impression of the game itself, you know, it it was an exciting game. And I think to, to people who really enjoy football and, and really watch a sport or invested in the sport or coach it, have played it in the past can really appreciate the game that, that you saw on Sunday because it wasn't just offense like everybody thought it was and, and defense for, for people who like football can be very exciting as well. Picks are exciting sacks are exciting right it wasn't like it was um throwing the ball up and and just incomplete passes and and running and getting stuffed all the time like there was big defensive plays as well right and that made it exciting to watch as like a as a big football fan um a casual fan maybe not knowing how big that a sack can be in a game or how big a a deflection can be in a game Um, might, might not have seen it as exciting until the very end, but it it was exciting to watch. Like it, it was, uh, it was a good game back and forth all game long. Like it wasn't like, uh, one team pulled out to a lead and held it. And you kind of saw the writing on the wall from the beginning. It was, it was back and forth all game. And it was, it was good. I liked it. I had a good little chuckle at the ratings.
0: The number one, number one area of watching the game no surprise, Cincinnati Bengals. Cincinnati was the number one team to watch. Number two, Detroit area. So
2: Detroit, and then like LA was
0: like way down the list. It wasn't even close, but Detroit, I was, I was having a good giggle at that. And I had so many people texting me after like, obviously I'm, there's, there's no surprise here. I'm a huge Matthew Stafford fan. I already ordered my Jersey, my Super Bowl champion, Matt Stafford Jersey. That'll be coming in the mail. I'm pretty excited to get that. But um, oh man, I I was borderline in tears when I was watching. It was so funny because, like, with like two minutes left, the worst part was when we were the one thing that, that I was a little upset about what happened with our Super Bowl watch party, we just had a little bit of a technical glitch with our broadcast. So we were about two minutes behind the actual game. So if you looked at your phone during that last drive, you would have found out who won. And I was like, no, I can't look at my phone. I can't look. I got to watch. Like, and I was getting nervous because they, well, they scored. And I didn't think they were going to score because it was third and one, third and one, flag, flag, flag. They score. And then now they got the ball. It was I think it was a minute 58. I think they had remaining to try and, try and march the field. And since he was, like, Joe was throwing darts. And then they pick up a big run and he throws another dart. It's like, oh, my goodness. Like, they're marching. And knowing McPherson with the ice in his veins, after he sat out and watched the entire halftime show instead of going into the locker room, I was like, he's going to kick a 56-yarder to tie this up, and I'm going to cry. But then he, we talked about the play Zach mentioned already. The, the Aaron Donald goes makes the sack, and Joe still throws it out last second, and just both some Andre picks it up. That's where it jumps so high, and then I just kind of sit there watching the, the kneel out, and I was like, oh, man, my buddy's in the background. Look at Carrier; he's about to cry. I'm like, yeah, don't look at me because I still might. <laughs> Especially when the when family comes around and out there and he's celebrating with the confetti and stuff. That was so awesome to see. So, as a as a longtime Stafford fan, it was that was a really cool moment to be able to see see him win the championship in his first first season with with the Rams. And I'm I'm on a I'm in a lot of um, Detroit Lions type fan pages, and there's a lot of mixed reviews because there's the diehard Lions fans that were pissed off because now. The the first round pick went to a thirty second pick and could have been a lot earlier, obviously. And then there's the the, the diehard staffer fans, top staff, line fans. Then the back and forth between them was kind of interesting to follow along. But but yeah, I uh, oh man, this I said I don't know if I'll ever experience that because I don't know if the Lions are ever going to make the Super Bowl. There's no guarantees in life, um, but uh, that's that's definitely one of the most invested I'll ever been. So now I understand why why Zach loves the Super Bowl so much because. Tom Brady's in it every second year.
2: <laughs> you know, Carrier, like, uh, that that probably is the closest you're ever going to get to watching your team win the Super Bowl. <laughs> hey,
0: at least I got to see another piece of Detroit there. Let's talk about that halftime show. Like, I, I, there's no way that's ever going to get beaten. There's no way. And I don't know if you guys are, are fans at all, but I was, a, I was a massive Eminem fan growing up. I still am. I, I i'm probably more ashamed to say that i know more lyrics of Eminem songs than i know any words in my master's textbook right now i think but uh <laughs>
2: yeah
0: i was i was doing 50 50s and i was walking around and all of a sudden like i just kind of stopped and was like basically nose to the tv screen just w- watching I was like, this is unbelievable like, it was just so good
2: it was but, hilarious uh, to watch i was sitting down and i I saw you just stop and you're standing like in the middle of the floor, just staring at the screen.
0: Oh, it was so good. When lose yourself came on, I could have ran through that brick wall at rock Trout, I'll tell you, man, I was <laughs> fired up. Even though I, i lost a prop out of him wearing a white t-shirt. He came out in that charcoal gray shirt and I was choked. But then uh, I quickly forgot about it because, oh man, that was my childhood right there. I was just, I was relishing that. I was so good. Then 50 cent drops out the bottom. Rob even called that when he was, he said, there's a prop, you got to put it down 50 cents going to come out. And sure enough, he drops out the bottom of the ceiling there. And <laughs> yeah, that, uh, I don't know if that's going to be beaten.
1: They did a good job. I think of keeping that the 50 cent reveal fairly close to the vest up until like Thursday or Friday of last week, I started to see some reports that he was added to the broadcast and I or added to the show. And I don't know if he was like originally planned on being part of it or if he was just a late ad or if he was, he was looking at his phone and he, all the group chats were blowing up that all the guys are getting back together for a early 2000s rap, uh, show oh, Super Bowl. Here. <laughs> and he was just like, Oh, my invite must've got lost in the mail. He's checking his junk drawer in the email, he's checking the spam and no invite. So you've probably just asked like, Hey guys, can I come along?
0: Yeah. He just, he just dropped in to say hello. I wasn't invited to say it's my birthday.
1: (laughs) They're just like, yeah, you can, you can definitely come, but you have to go upside down. Don't worry. You'll be the first one on. It'll be cool. It'll only be upside down for like 10 seconds. (laughs) Three minutes later, he's just hanging there. Yeah. All the bloods in his head. (laughs) (laughs) passed
0: out a time or two i saw i saw a couple tweets came out they're like who who do you think should be doing the halftime show next year that can put on a show like this and i was just nobody nobody is going to put on a show like that you're like even if you just put one of those like it was just eminem that would have been an unbelievable halftime show but to throw six of them all together and put on a performance like that they're like what do we need to do to top it i said just Record it and play the recording again because that's the only way you're gonna beat it because it was just they was so good there's no that's that's unbeatable in
2: my opinion. Even like Mary J Blige was like she was killing it.
0: Well, and then when after they performed, they a bunch of them were just sitting on the couch and just absolutely vibing. Like I was like, man, this is just like it was just a good time. it's so funny um, we were sitting there having having our uh, nachos and stuff. And then uh, my fiance Lexi and a couple of her friends came too. And there the halftime show goes over and she goes, well we can go home now <laughs> really honestly not bad because it was that good it honestly took over it was just it was just that good of a halftime show but
2: um, i uh, showed my wife the the halftime show because she didn't stick around to watch and she didn't watch it at home and she was watching and she saw mary j blige and she was like that's not beyonce is it and then we like she listened to it a little and she's like no that's not beyonce but like that's how much she killed it yeah it for, was it was unreal yeah. Then the last and welcome, thing
1: I... Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Zach. Welcome to the world of being the NFL's target audience. Like, yeah. for years, it was like U2, um, like the Rolling Stones, like older musical groups that, yeah. as a 12-year-old, I was like, what the heck? I've never heard of these guys, right? But now we are firmly in the target demographic as late 20-year-olds. and <laughs> I think we'll be getting some maybe not as good of shows, but shows that we can all more or less agree on are good shows for the next foreseeable future. A little while, at least until, you know, maybe we're 40 40 years old and I don't know, like Diddy's second kid is performing or something. And we have no idea what's going on.
0: The TikToks were so funny. It was like, my point of view of watching my parents watch the halftime show and everybody's just vibing and these like 12 year olds are snapchatting their parents. And it's like, yeah, that, was, that would have been me. Like Arvin yeah. said, I was just standing in the middle of a venue, staring at a TV screen, just bopping along. <laughs> oh, it was awesome. Um, the only way to beat it is go Nickelback. Either you like Nickelback or you're a liar. There's no in between. <laughs> that, that might can't be going to Well, a uh, little bit of uh, Like animals going on, oh yeah! Like I would get going. That would get me going.
1: Nickelback fans, no. Or all the listeners, everybody's gone. (laughs) Yeah, checked out. Yeah, Yeah. say what you want, guys. No one's here to listen.
0: Yeah. Um, Last thing about Cooper Cup MVP was that a surprise to either
1: of you? I thought it might be Donald. Donald had a huge game. Um, I'll talk about him a little bit later uh, for studs of the week, but his stat line was just utter dominance. And I don't know when he wasn't getting stats, he was helping others fill their stat sheet. So
0: yeah, he's, there's rumors that are like, Oh, maybe he retires now too. He's done it all. It's like, Oh, I hope not. Because it's been a lot of fun watching the last couple of years do what he does. It's just, just a complete dominant, just complete domination. Speaking of which we'll get to our studs of the week here. Um, I'm going to start with mine. Uh, No stretch of the imagination here. I'm going with my guy. I was uh, really upset that he ended up not getting the MVP. Not that I think he didn't deserve it. Um, He had a a pretty good performance. Unfortunately, he won too many picks. The second pick, I think, uh, wasn't necessarily his fault, but it still goes on the stat sheet regardless. But uh, Matthew Stafford had had an unbelievable moment uh, for me to be able to watch that. And, uh, and, of course, to do it as a fourth quarter comeback. If, if you have paid attention to any sort of Detroit Lions games, the amount of fourth quarter comebacks Matthew Stafford has put, uh, put on his back and, and taken a victory is, is unbelievable. So for him to do it again on the biggest stage was kind of a deja vu moment for me and, and uh, almost like there's no question that he couldn't get it done. So Matthew Stafford throwing for 283 yards, three toddies, and two INTs. Uh, I think one too many INTs to put himself in the conversation for MVP, but regardless, uh, he's gonna be my stud anyways because he'll always be my stud. So I'm going with Matthew Stafford, quarterback from the Los Angeles Rams. Zach,
1: my stud this week is Aaron Donald. Like I just mentioned earlier, uh, this week or yeah, this weekend he had two sacks, three quarterback hits, and two tackles for a loss um, when he wasn't. Uh, making plays in the backfield, he was applying pressure to the offensive line and allowing his uh, other defensive linemen to make plays of their own. Um, It was almost, uh, it was getting frustrating watching uh, the Cincinnati offense try these same things over and over and over again with the same amount of, limited success um, against Donald in the in the second half. Outside of that big play to Higgins, which probably shouldn't have been a big play at all, um, <laughs> that that second half was s- quite disappointing, I thought, for the Cincy offense. And I think a lot of that had to do with Donald. It was sheer dominance.
0: Yeah, plain example, no other else to put it. Armand, I'm just seeing on the docket here who you have, and I really hope this is a joke, but who is your stud of the week?
2: Yeah, I I did that to mess with you guys. So uh, for you guys listening at home, I I typed in Eli Apple. Um, Not at all my stud of the week. I I actually really dislike Eli Eli Apple. I think he's overrated. It seems like every team loves him as a defender, and he's just not that good. Um, Anyways, my actual stud of the week, I thought about putting T. Higgins, but uh, I couldn't give it to him with that uh, little missed OPI. Um, So I am actually going to go with Joe Mixon for my stud of the week. Um, He threw a touchdown, which was pretty cool to see a running back throw a touchdown. That was a nice little play, and it was to T. Higgins there. Looked like an actual quarterback rolling out there, eh, boys? Um,
0: He actually threw a dart, too.
2: Yeah. So, you know, give it to him for that and then just watching him run the ball in that in that last quarter in the fourth quarter there. Um he he was wanting to win that game. Like you could tell he wanted it and he didn't want to be denied. He was hitting the hole hard. He was trying to break tackles. He was running until he got taken down to the ground and um you know, he he had a decent stat week, and and he was close to being the the guy who iced the game for Cincinnati, and and brought them the W. And um, I got to give props to him for that. Like he he put the he put the team on his back as much as he could with that O line not doing a whole heck of a lot.
1: It's too bad that uh, Zach Taylor didn't share this didn't share similar sentiments and uh, chose to put Pirine in the game at the literally the most uh crucial i don't know crucial yeah. moment yeah
0: yeah yeah my, you know, my take of him in my uh dfs lineup was not a good pick i'll be the first <laughs> to pick that one i thought it was sneaky that's twice when i tried to do a sneaky
2: play that's <laughs> got me goosed in dfs
0: this year Woof.
2: at least while well, jefferson didn't do much better so i think either yeah, pick i think he you had there or is something like that
0: he'll 4.2 hey, hey i still cashed in my other dfs lineup so Imagine yeah. if I would have put in like uh Rams defense instead of Pirine, I think I would
2: have cashed even bigger, but you know, <laughs> win some, you lose some. Yeah. But yeah, no, Zach Taylor should uh, he should have put Mixon in or kept him in. I don't know why Pirine was out there for that. You're, they like
0: they like Pirine too, and I just don't get he's he's a pretty good receiving back, but I just he doesn't have he doesn't have this anywhere near the sim same, same juice
2: that uh Mixon does. I yeah, see that, that's the thing. Super Bowl last drive, you gotta put your studs in.
1: I saw a post that said uh, Zach Taylor is the, the newbie to Madden that has a backup running back selected as their third down running back and doesn't know how to change it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. I mean, so it's just true. like, oh,
1: frick, oh, third down. All right, I got this, this slow chin. Yeah,
0: that's a, that's a close, close to home sediment there for you, the New England Patriots this year, eh, Zach? Third down back, who's coming out?
1: Oh, good old Bolden.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, so good! uh With our last episode of the year here, before we take a little bit of a break and enter the off season, we got one last sponsor read here. So, no good, no perfect segue. Just all good, all natural, limitless gear here. We got limitless gear. A brand about bettering yourself and believing that possibilities are endless if you set your mind to it. They've been our major sponsor of our very first season uh, of of a uh, pod, uh, podcast host here at 306 fantasy football podcast. Uh, so they close, they hold a, a nice close spot to my heart, obviously uh, believing in us and, and going with us throughout this whole first year. Uh, they've been awesome to us and, um, and I'm sure they've been awesome to everybody amongst the, uh, amongst the Prince Albert area. Now he's taking on a volunteer, our volunteering slash fundraising to do with uh, East, um, not East End Rink, um, Oh, shoot, it's escaped my mind. Just outside of Prince Albert here, uh, they're trying to raise money to keep that rink going and, and obviously a little bit of charitable work there. And and he's doing it through a donation of every single purchase at Limitless Gear. So much the same as us, we do a little bit of charity work here and there and helping out where we can. He's doing the same too. So now's a perfect time to get yourself down to Limitless Gear. Uh, Buy some buy some product from his store, and you're gonna be helping uh, some of the proceeds go to some charitable work of of his own as well too. So uh, find yourself down on Central Avenue, Limitless Gear. Big shout out to them, and thank you very much for believing us here in our very first year of the podcast. Now into our DFS, Uh, Zach was scot free, and thank goodness he did, because he ended up coming in last place this week. Um, he, he cleaned house and it didn't really matter to him winning or losing. So he still cleans up first place overall. Uh, Armin gets first 96.69 points. And I had second at 89.77. Armin needed to get first and I needed to get last. And I was sweating it out there for my extra four and a half points I needed to win. So, uh, so Armin, it was a close race, nine, eight, seven. We we're all straight in a row. So Armand is, uh, Armin is going to get the opportunity to spin the wheel here. So, uh, Let's uh let's get this thing up here and we'll uh we'll spin the old wheel.
2: Well, thanks for the opportunity there, Jordan. Uh, <laughs> appreciate it very much.
1: I'll take uh, I'll take some of the responsibility, Armand. I, I made a late change to my lineup when I saw Higby wasn't playing, and I put in Blanton, the backup tight end for the Rams, thinking that he would have a similar stat line to the past three or four weeks, usually five receptions for like six or seven targets, 60 some yards. Uh, he had goose eggs on Sunday. So I will take at least some of the fault. I Come on, sure so an totally Did dirty. And then I, when I saw Henderson was active, I thought there's no way am I playing acres. They could, it could go to any one of the three running backs and, I uh, I got too smart for myself.
0: I was <laughs> like me trying to figure out if I was going to pick the blue Gatorade or the yellow Gatorade. I always pick blue. Always pick blue Gatorade. And I was like, oh, I saw Robert Woods drinking yellow Gatorade in the NFC Championship. I'm going yellow. Yeah, what was it? Blue Gatorade. Overthought it. Overthought it. Nothing would help me with my picks anyways. But uh, for the spin the wheel here, we got... Uh, we got a few different items. We got the uh, McDonald's challenge. That's a fan favorite. Unfortunately, me and Zach have both had to participate in that one. Uh, for those of you at home that are unaware, you have it. What do we set the bar at? Eight or is it six? I can't remember. Seven. Seven. Okay, perfect. Right in the middle. Uh, you get seven hours of time at McDonald's. You got to kill, but every time you finish a cheeseburger or a junior chicken, it takes one hour off your time. Uh, me and Zach both took different strategies. I hammered seven as fast as I possibly could and died for three days straight. And <laughs> Zach kind of went with a happy medium play. So uh, that's the McDonald's challenge. We got the Slurpee chug, pretty straightforward. Wings on you. So if that happens, Armin's got to buy us some wings the next time we get to go out. Uh, winners team jersey. So Zach was the winner of this challenge. So that would be the Patriots geared all up for the next episode we partake in. Uh, salt team cracker challenge. Uh, you got to try and eat as many saltine crackers as you possibly can in one minute. And uh, fan base choice. This is a new one If it lands on the fan base choice. We're going to put up a poll out there and see which one that you guys want to see uh, Armin do here. So we're going to spin the wheel and we'll see what we're going to get. Armin, if you had to pick one, what one do you hope to get?
2: I, I won the wings because that sounds like a good time. All the others like <laughs> sound like pain. So if, at if least you're I'm dep- just losing a little money and having a good time with you guys. So let's go de- wings.
0: If you had to pick one that you didn't want, what would
2: it be? Uh, you know, I was afraid of the Slurpee challenge for a little bit. Not one sounds the most painful to me. Saltine one, you know, not too bad. You just get a little dry mouth, you know. McDonald's challenge, I think I can put down the bur- burgers left the best of them so don't um, underestimate go- that one i
0: underestimated it and that was a that was a mistake
2: you know uh my my strategy for that one is, is i'm gonna go to the gym the night before i am going to work like a dog so that i'm just starving that day and then eat a bunch of burgers and get my protein and dirty dirty bulk but a bulk <laughs> <laughs> all right,
0: let's spin this thing, let's see what happens. Hey, there we go. I'm not mad at that oh, yeah. wings on you. Not mad at that at all. Look at that. Now we're gonna get a go and uh go celebrate all together. Uh, Zach's big W here on on the um on the DFS we did and and Armand gets to pay for the wings, so I'm not uh, I'm not too upset at that one. And I think Armand, uh, maybe the pocketbook will suffer a little bit, but I, I don't think you're gonna be suffering too bad there uh, with uh, like a McDonald's or a Slurpee challenge that's for sure.
2: Yeah, yeah, and you know I'm I'm happy with that. It's the one I said I wanted. I'm pretty pretty pumped. Well, gives me a good excuse to to see you guys and have some wings and beers with you. How do you feel about uh, like uh, air fryer night and doing wings that way and Doing a big spread at my place or something. And
0: that's what we did for. Uh, that's what we did for week. Uh, the championship week of uh, fantasy season. Actually, we had some pretty darn good We Made some honey
2: hot ones. They were real good. Yeah, I, I, I really, I'm craving those lately. So might have, have to know, do that. That's the it, first idea. Yeah, when it warms up, maybe we could do it on my deck or something. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm sold. So just to
0: give everybody a bit of a heads up here. Obviously, we're we're coming into the off season. Um, We're just about exactly one year ago uh, when we started this podcast. Uh, We started it up on March 10th. Was the very first episode we dropped in 2021. Uh, We're coming up close to that here. So, but now with the off season, we're going to take a bit of a break. Uh, Now, obviously, in the off season, we'll be recording every two weeks, not every week, uh, much like we did in the off season last year. Uh, So, we're going to take a bit of a hiatus, and then we're going to be coming back on March 9th on our one-year celebration uh of the podcast where we'll be doing our free agent frenzy a little bit of a pre-free agency uh an anticipation where they're going to land et cetera, et cetera, and then we'll be coming at you every two weeks until uh, we get closer to the uh, 2022 fantasy season so um i'm gonna let maybe uh zach and and Armin share maybe some last last minute uh, thoughts here and then i'll share mine at the end just as we wrap up our our first season of the podcast and we uh we we end this thing armin you want to go first
2: all right uh well you know this this first year has been a a great ride it all kind of started with jordan and i just talking at work about hey what what do you think about doing a podcast and we're both like yeah yeah yeah, let's do this and then you know i i kind of i wasn't uh pulling pulling a lot of uh, strings trying to get it going or anything but uh, I was still thinking about it and then Jordan comes up to my room and he's already got like a logo going <laughs> and he's figured it all out and um you know so I just at the end of this first year here thank you Jordan for for being uh, a push and an encouragement to, to me to to put the effort forth and and do this as well uh, if it wasn't for you I wouldn't be doing it so um thank you jordan for for that zach any any last regards
1: oh this is going to be a a praise jordan moment uh
0: (laughs) i'll take it pump my tires (laughs) up boys
1: (laughs) (laughs) gonna be the first and only time maybe
0: exactly um so i don't
1: i don't know if if everybody knows um you know kind of how our our little group of three here at work um Jordan is definitely the 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 bull here doing the lion share of the work. All of the all of the graphics and uh, designs and really great social media content that we put out is it's all uh, Jordan's doing. Um, and it wouldn't surprise me if one day we're we're signing off because Jordan's off to the big leagues with like fantasy pros or like uh like fantasy footballers or something so uh definitely thank you both of you guys for welcoming me uh, a little bit later to the fold um and thank you to everybody for for listening if you've been riding this train since day one or if this is your first episode uh thank you guys for listening
2: god bless you yeah,
0: I'm. i uh, well, appreciate the kind words, there, fellas. But this is uh, this is obviously one of my favorite parts of the week. It's just I, I obviously love football so much, and any opportunity I get to talk about it, it's it's uh, I'm gonna take that advantage. And and Armin came, like he mentioned, he came up to me with the idea, and we we went we, we hit the ground running, and we wanted it to be these three. That was the idea was was gonna be me, Armin, and Zach, and and we got Zach. I think it was episode number four. We ended up getting him in, so we're we're here with the crew we wanted, and. And uh, I'm having fun doing it. And this was obviously a dream, something that we kind of threw around for the last year, two years or so. And and you know, we said let's make it happen. And if two people listen, two people listen. But here we are with a pretty good fan base, some viewership, and and we're pulling in some serious money to be able to help a charity. And the whole idea was, you know, SASK helping SASK. And it's kind of uh, it's kind of surreal to think that just three guys that love talking about something they're passionate about can can benefit a community by by just talking about football or talking about something you care about. So, you know, we, (laughs) it kind of worked out in our favor. We, 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 we got to have fun. We got to talk about football. We get to play fantasy football. Um, we get, uh, we get a very good viewership and participation on social media, but at the end of the day, um, the whole, I think the best part about all this is that, um, just our passion gets to bring uh, a lot of success to some charity and so, and an extra financial contribution. So I'm really, really proud of that, but obviously that, that wouldn't be possible without you guys listening. And obviously Armin and Zach uh, helped me out along this, along this journey. So if you're still here after this, uh, long drawn out, uh, tire pumping, I'm going to call it. Um, thank you very much for listening. And I guess that's going to do it for uh, episode number 41. We'll be back on March 9th after a short hiatus. And uh, we'll talk to you then. Thank you on behalf of Armand and Zach. I'm Jordan. Thank you very much for listening to 306 Fantasy Football Podcast. We'll see you in a couple weeks.